Well, hey there, all you cool cryptids. Welcome back to another episode of Camp Cryptid. It's your host, Erica Fett, and I hope everyone had an amazing Halloween. Our last episode was the Halloween special, and uh, for everybody who listened, thanks so much for joining me, nerding out over the creepiest cryptids and monsters that I think exist in the world. And um, I hope your Halloween was full of nothing but treats. So (laughs) this episode is going to be all about Haunted Boston. And I thought, what a better way than to keep the spooky season going in the fall than with an amazing uh, episode all about a haunted city that I fell in love with on my last trip there. Um, So this episode is all about the ghosts and legends of Boston. Uh, So I kicked off this season with a uh, recap of my trip to Boston and Salem. And the first episode of this season was the the Pirates and Witches of Salem, uh, which, you know, I, I talked about in the episode, I never really put two and two together that pirates were in Salem, but it was a coast. So of course, Boston has pirates too, which is super cool. Um, but that is also where I learned that, like I said, that was, uh, Salem was not only full of, of witches and a history full of witches, but of these notorious pirates. And I, I love that. But while, uh, in my, on my trip to the East coast, I spent some time in Boston and I was walking around doing a lot of the tours of Boston. I did the ghost and graveyards tour, which was incredible. Uh, we had a great time walking around Boston. Uh, Boston was a great city that has, uh, it's very accessible, very easy to get around from place to place, especially all of the, um, places along the freedom trail. And it was really cool just to walk around and explore the city. Of course, you know, when you think of Boston, you think of the coastline, you think of all the, you know, uh, the Boston Tea Party and all that fun. So, of course, I had to do all the touristy things like go to the Boston Tea Party site <laughs> and I had to throw over the tea because, of course, why not, right? But while in my uh, while in my trip to Boston, I had some really fun uh, experiences. I went to an amazing spooky bar called Hecate and it is kind of like off in the middle of this alley in the middle of nowhere and you have to like look for the symbol to find the place to go into to get into this bar and everything was like a very like uh witchy themed uh it was dark on the inside lots of cool decor uh it was just a really neat spot to go to in boston and i thought that you know i was like what a better way than to kick off this like spooky tour of boston and salem than to go to this like witch themed bar so yes if you're listening and you are you know Getting a trip to Boston or you're inspired to go, Hecate is very cool. Uh, They have a a mean Bloody Mary, which I, you know, I I love me my my tomato juice. So... So I had a lot of fun in Salem, and so if you if you feel like listening all about the, my my nerding out in over pirates and all the cool stuff that was along the way in Salem, make sure to check out the first episode. Uh, but this one is dedicated to Boston, and I really fell in love with Boston while I was there. Like I said, it was a super easy city to get around, which I absolutely loved. But uh, you know, being around the sea and smelling you know the the sea and and just being around the coast was like. It just sent me on a nautical kick, and now I want to be a captain, and I want to go sail the seven seas and, you know, become a a pirate, a modern-day pirate. (laughs) But no, seriously, I I fell in love with Boston, and it was such a fun time, and it was not only full of so much history, but there are so many urban legends and so many haunted spots around Boston that I had to go and explore them myself, right? So, 
getting into Boston. Boston is a crazy city. And like before I had traveled there, I had like a a notion of what Boston was from, you know, every type of like movie that revolved around Boston with like, um, I don't know, like the town where Ben Affleck's like stealing money and it's like robbers and stuff. So I don't know what I was expecting, but I had a blast. I had an absolute blast and it was really cool to walk around and see some of these historical landmarks that uh, exist there. You know, Boston is this huge site for the American Revolution. And, you know, the Boston Tea Party is one of the things that pops into mind when you think of Boston. Uh, they do have a haunted tea party, uh, like a not a haunted tea party, but they do have a tea party boat that you can actually throw over tea. Well, it's not real tea, but it's, it's like the idea of throwing tea, which is still so fun. <laughs> But I should have, I, it was a missed, total missed opportunity to ask them if like they felt like it was haunted or anything, because you would assume that with the location of Boston, like a lot of the areas are pretty close to where all of these historical things happen. So you kind of wonder, ooh, is it haunted? So missed opportunity. So if anybody listening goes to the tea party, please go and ask, because I totally forgot to ask someone, but it's okay. Uh, still a great time. But there are also many conflicts that, uh, happened surrounding Boston, whether it be conflicts surrounding the Native American tribes that were in the surrounding areas. Uh, There was a great molasses flood that happened in 1919, where a giant tank, I'm talking a giant massive tank that was holding molasses, ended up bursting. And there are accounts that say that this molasses was traveling down the streets going like 30 miles an hour, (laughs) which if you think about it, how crazy is that? Because molasses is so sticky and it's so like, I can't imagine how scary that would have been to be in Boston on the streets at that time. And then there's just uh, molasses coming at you like knee high, like, but the great molasses flood of 1919 actually injured over a hundred people and it killed at least 20. And there were countless animals that were also included uh, with that. So it was a pretty freak accident on the streets of Boston. So you have Boston that's got like the, the Boston massacre, you've got the revolutionary war, um, and then you've got this molasses flood of 1919. And those are just a few of the things that are like freak accidents around Boston. Um, there's actually, if you would like to, uh, see the remembrance sign of the great molasses flood around a cemetery called Cops Hill, there's actually like a little plaque that is a remembrance sign for the, the great flood of 1919 of the molasses flood. So, um, when you're taking your little trip of haunted Boston, make sure to check out that little, I didn't get, I, I saw that there was a sign after I went and I was like, no. Um, so hopefully if you're listening and you plan a trip to Boston, you can, you can, see that little molasses flood. But I thought that was really crazy that, you know, I never in a million years thought that that would be a thing, but it definitely was a thing that happened in Boston. So it's kind of, it's actually very sad. (laughs) So Boston is not only a hub for war, but um, of a freak accident like that and epidemics. uh, So epidemic wise, it also had its plague of serial killers. Boston had the giggler, which was um, a serial killer who would call and every time he would give tips to the police, he would giggle on the phone as he gave the tips to the police on where to find the bodies or... Um, that was Kenneth Hansen, the Giggler. The Boston Strangler is probably one of the most popular in Boston of all of the serial killers. And that happened in the 60s. Uh, the Boston Strangler 
claimed the lives of at least 11 victims, uh, and they were all women. And this left the city in shock and terror as women were being assaulted and strangled. Um, and for a while, there was no perpetrator uh, in custody at all. So this was going on, and so many people were just terrified. They did find that Albert DeSalvo, uh, he confessed to some of the murders, uh, but there are some people who still to this day believe that he was not the killer of all of the women. Um but I know that there was like DNA stuff that uh, DNA tests that were done that did conclude that DeSalvo was associated with at least one of the victims. Um, so at least we have some closure on that. But the Boston Strangler was a terrible time to be in Boston. So, you know, you've got these horrific events of war in the past and now you've got, you know, a, a serial killer that's just stalking the streets and making it so scary to be alone in the city. Um so Boston has definitely had its fair share of weird and spooky things that have happened. There's also uh, the story of Jolly Jane Toppin, who was a serial killer in the late 1800s. And uh, she was a nurse in Boston that had a normal job as a nurse, but found her way and found her love of torturing her victims who were usually elderly and the extreme sick. Uh, and she would torture them by like injecting them with different medicines to kind of have her own weird research on how the effects would affect their bodies. Uh, she came to love killing and, and often like boasted after she was caught that she wanted to be the person who killed the most people. Uh, so I think that's very strange to be kind of like an angel of death. Uh, but she confessed to at least 31 victims she would oftentimes target the sick that were in her uh, care. She would target their families. She would often poison them. Um, she started testing out different medicines with patients, like I said, and then when the effects would um, would happen, she would she would draw them close to death and bring them back, and draw them close to death and bring them back, which is so is so sad and so scary to do to people. She was fired from the hospital and she became a private nurse. So after the hospital started being like, eh, there's some weird things going on. Like there's some charts messed with. There's a lot of people ending up dead on your shift. Um, she was fired. But after she was fired, she just picked up her job as a private nurse. And as she would be a private nurse, she would oftentimes poison people's family members. And it was actually very sad uh, that there were people that were, you know, being poisoned that were not even like her patients. Uh, so this just really showed how dedicated she was to being that serial killer. Now, eventually, with all these random people ended up being poisoned around her, she was eventually caught by the police. So um, Jolly Jane Toppin. So that's a crazy serial killer around Boston who was, you know, I would, I would say the angel of death, you know? Probably one of the craziest serial killers in Boston uh, is Jolly Jane Toppin. So now you have three really crazy serial killers also associated with Boston. So not only has Boston had to deal with war, they've had to deal with epidemics, they had to deal with a molasses flood. Now they have to deal with all these serial killers. So Boston has its fair share of spooky and eerie. And there are so many places in Boston that are supposedly haunted. <laughs> so many. I'm telling you, I I don't think that there was one place that I think I went to that wasn't, didn't have some kind of legend or lore about it. And I I mean, that's great if you love to ghost hunt and you want to get your, your dose of like history and with spooky, Boston is the place. I'm telling you. So to kick off the Haunted Boston episode, I thought what better way than to get spooky than by talking about the most haunted and spooky of all the graveyards in Boston. 
So there are so many areas in Boston that are haunted. Uh, the Boston Common is a beautiful park in the middle of Boston. And you'll see people, if you're going there during the day, you'll see people out at the park. There'll be parties going on. There'll be people walking their dogs. And this is beautiful park in the middle of the city. However, many people think that this park is haunted. It's America's oldest park, uh, but it's also the spot of Boston's public hangings back in the day. Uh, now, these public hangings would be where criminals, um, people who were accused of witchcraft or um, notorious pirates that were caught, um, they would publicly hang and execute these people in the middle of the Boston Commons on this great elm tree. It's also the spot for many mass graves over the years, whether it be the wars, um, epidemics. There are lots of spots where they found digging around the area. Uh, they found bodies where they're like, we don't know what this grave is, but there's like seven heads in here. So <laughs> something had to have happened here. Um, but it's it's also the location with the mass graves. It's also location for Boston Central Burial Ground which is also supposedly a hotspot for activity of ghosts and apparitions uh, because it was a spot for troops during the Revolutionary War. So you've got this this area in the center part of Boston. This is beautiful park. It's where they used to do public hangings. It's where there's mass graves. Uh, I mean, what more can you ask for when it comes to, to haunted activity? I mean, I'd have to say it's got to be haunted, right? <laughs> It's gotta be. Um, so you've got this Boston Common that has this uh, Boston Central Burial Ground. Uh, the Boston Central Burial Ground is not only the only haunted cemetery in Boston. There's also Copps Hill. Um, so when I talked about the the Great Molasses Flood of 1919, that plaque is actually on uh, the backside of uh one of the walls to Cops Burial Ground. And Cops Burial Ground is one of the oldest uh, of the burial grounds. And it's also built higher on the surrounding streets um, and is surrounded by a wall. And that wall is actually what holds the plaque to the Great Molasses Flood. So you can kind of get two locations in one with this one. You can see the plaque of the Great Molasses Flood and you get to visit Copps Hill, which is supposedly a haunted graveyard. So we love that. Um, but this is a haunted graveyard that's kind of built above the surrounding streets. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of the gravestones are kind of like sideways. They're um, halfway underground. Some are barely even showing, which is really crazy. They've got a lot of interesting uh, gravestones in this in this cemetery, and it overlooks the sea. And it's it's actually a very beautiful spot, which is why the British decided to use it as a vantage spot during the Revolutionary War. Now, what's kind of neat about this this spot is as you're touring the the stones and the gravestones, you can see. Some of them are like halfway underground, but there's also one that is still standing and it's actually pretty tall. It's like two and a half feet tall, like three feet tall, um, but it's still got marks in it from when the British would shoot their guns at the gravestones. So you can still see some of the interesting little indentations from it today still. So uh, while you're at Cops Hill looking for ghosts, you can also look for those little dings in the gravestones where those pesky British are shooting at graves. But <laughs> So you've got Cops Hill. You've got the Boston Central Burial Ground. You also have the Granary Burial Ground. Uh, now, this is also a very old and very haunted cemetery location in Boston. It's also the burial location of Sam Adams, Paul Revere, and Ben Franklin's parents. Well, you know, <laughs> gotta, gotta put mom and dad in a cool haunted place, right? <laughs> And it's also the burial location for John Hancock. So it's got a lot of notable people buried 
inside the grounds. Now, this is a very interesting graveyard because it is surrounded by a lot of buildings and it's it does look very eerie. When I went to this graveyard, we were walking around and I could definitely see how at night it would seem very spooky and very eerie um, because it is. It is a very eerie graveyard. Um, you know, I, I maybe I've watched way too much like Da Vinci Code and way too much uh, like Freemason stuff, but I, I like every time I see like a, a grave marker or anything in a graveyard that's like a triangle, I'm like Illuminati, secret, secret society, like something's buried below that. <laughs> something's got to be below that, right? Well, here we go. So in 2009, a woman was walking through the granary burial ground, right? And as she's walking, she falls into a like hidden pit that is like a hidden staircase that leads to an underground tomb. Okay, see, that just that just makes me think that everything has like underground tunnels, which a lot of places in Boston do have underground tunnels. So that's kind of spooky, but pretty cool. But I mean, I just I just need all these acts. So if you can give me access to these underground tunnels in Boston, I'm I'm going back to Boston and we're doing an underground tour. <laughs> but it leads to granary burial ground being haunted and it's got hidden tombs. Haunted and hidden tombs? Are you I'm I'm here for it. So the granary is also not only does it have all these maybe hidden locations on the inside. It's also supposedly haunted by colonial spirits that can still be seen walking around in their colonial garments to this day. So we love that. So just around the corner from the granary burial ground is going to be the King's Chapel burial ground. And this is a haunted cemetery that is the oldest cemetery, the oldest burial ground in Boston. Uh, some of the earliest colonial settlers are buried in this burial ground. Uh, now, this is also a place where people have said that there is a headless woman who roams the grounds at night. There is also um, stories of how many people were buried alive during uh, those times. And if you step across the ground at night, you may hear their screams coming from below from being buried alive. So there's a lot of good lore when it comes to these uh, very, very haunted cemeteries in Boston. Now, it, it also kind of brings up another thing with these people being buried alive. Being buried alive isn't something that was completely um, exclusive to the King's Chapel burial ground. People during the colonial times were being buried alive at all of these graveyards. And I wonder how many people really were buried alive during these times and they just, their bodies were never recovered. You have all of these people who potentially could have been buried alive too. That could be haunting these grounds, which I think is very terrifying when you think about it. But yeah, these are some of the coolest cemeteries I think I've seen. But yeah, so those are just four of the most haunted cemeteries in Boston. Now, Boston has a lot of cool cemeteries and a lot of cool places that are haunted. Uh, but these, to me, were some of the most uh, notable of all of the haunted cemeteries in Boston, especially because they had some pretty cool little tidbits about them that I thought I had to talk about. So the Boston Common. Copse Hill, Greenery Burial Ground, and King's Chapel Burial Ground. Definitely go-tos if you want to go visit Boston. You want to go to some creepy cemeteries. Now, not only does Boston have, you know, the history haunted cemeteries, it also has two really cool haunted hotels. And I'm sure there are a ton of other haunted hotels and Airbnbs and, and bed and breakfast there in, in Boston. But the two that I wanted to talk about about haunted Boston would be the Omni Parker House Hotel, which this is an older hotel. It's 
absolutely gorgeous on the inside and it definitely looks the part of being haunted on the inside um but it has been getting complaints from being haunted since the 1940s so guests have been complaining about seeing ghosts or hearing ghosts since the 1940s in this hotel and it is honestly it's a beautiful hotel i'll, I'll definitely make sure to post on reddit when i when i pull up this uh pictures of it but it is absolutely beautiful so definitely, if you're going to Boston, you need a place to stay, the Omni Parker House Hotel. Um, real cool. <laughs> but yeah, so guests have complained about seeing uh, ghosts since the 1940s, but uh, people say that the guests would hear whispers and they would get noise complaints and then the, the staff would go and check on the noise complaint and the room would be empty. Uh, but this has been going on for years there. And like I said, it, it looks the part of being haunted. So I'm going to go with that it's definitely probably haunted. <laughs> But literally only about a mile away is the Liberty Hotel. And the Liberty Hotel is very interesting. It is supposedly haunted. Uh, and it used to be a prison. <laughs> so uh, a hotel that used to be a prison. I don't know what about that screams haunted. But um, I'm going to go with that. It's haunted. <laughs> but so it was the Charles Street Jail. Uh, at one point, and the Charles Street Jail was completed in 1851, and it served as a prison until uh, it suffered from overcrowding and eventually was shut down in 1990. Basically, you've got this building that was at one point a jail, and it suffered from overcrowding, and not only was it shut down, it was shut down because a lot of the inmates were complaining about the cruel and unusual punishment and the horrible ways that they were treated on the inside of the jail. So you can only imagine what kind of spirits may still be lurking the halls of the Liberty Hotel. Now, the Liberty Hotel is beautiful on the inside. I will say it one you can 100% tell it was a it was a jail at one point. <laughs> like they they did not hide that. They still used like the steel bars. I'm pretty sure some of the windows still have like the bars on them as well. Um and you can definitely tell that it has been renovated but was a jail. Uh I'll make sure to post pictures in the Reddit, but it's definitely an interesting looking uh, hotel on the inside, and it's definitely a place that I would probably go to to go see. Um, like I said, the the Liberty Hotel and the Omni Parker House are only a mile away from each other. So if you wanted to do like a two-day weekend trip and stay at the Omni on one night and then the Liberty Hotel on the other, it'd be a perfect little haunted vacation. <laughs> but the Liberty Hotel, 100%. You can tell it was 100% a, a jail. Like, there's there's no amount of renovating that they did that would hide that. So, <laughs> But they just own it. And, I mean, maybe that's what leads to it kind of, like, having those hauntings still to this day. Because it still does uh, look a lot like a jail. <laughs> so, yeah. The Liberty Hotel is beautiful, but also is definitely probably haunted. So... <laughs> But, I mean, like I said, there's probably tons of places that you can stay that are haunted in, in Boston. Um, I just wanted to pull those to the Liberty and the Omni House or the Omni Parker House because they looked really cool. And they both had a very interesting history. And I thought, well, what better places to stay than these two creepy-looking hotels that are very unique on the inside as well. So, <laughs> But Boston is so scenic. There's so much to do there. There's so much to see there. Uh, like I said, I did the Ghosts and Graveyards tour while there, and I would highly recommend that if you want to get like a dose of like your fun, campy uh, tour of haunted Boston. Uh, it goes through everything, and it's a very it's a very fun time, especially um, if it's beautiful there, because then you can just go enjoy the city afterwards. Um, 
they have filmed so many things in Boston. And that was another thing. I was like trying to go through when I was going there and walking around. I was like, oh, what all was filmed here? Like, uh, like, is there anything crazy cool? And then I realized, wow, there is a an island off the coast of the Boston Harbor called Long Island that is the inspiration for Shutter Island. So in my first episode about uh, my trip to Salem, I actually took a ferry from Boston to Salem and we went by this Long Island. And let me tell you, it looks the part of being creepy. It's got like this giant hospital old facility on it. It looks super... It looks super spooky. It just it just looks the part. And then you find out, okay, well, the novel Shutter Island was based off of this. So it's got to be something kind of weird and creepy, right? It definitely is. <laughs> um, and then right across from that is George's Island, which is also supposedly haunted. Uh, George's Island is also where Fort Warren is. And Fort Warren is a fort that was used. And it definitely resembles the shape of a pentagram. So <laughs> there's that, <laughs> you know, you add in Honda stuff and you say, okay, well, it also is shaped like a pentagram. So <laughs> yeah, it's cool. But uh, it was used as many things over the years, not only as a fort, but over the years, many tourists have claimed to see dark shadows and figures around the area. Um, and I mean, if you Google the looks of, of Fort Warren, you'll be like, okay, yeah, I can see why people <laughs> were thinking it was haunted or they're seeing things because it definitely has a very menacing look to the walls. Um, but yeah, so George's Island and Long Island are both little islands off the coast of Boston Harbor who have some spooky little tidbits about them. So I thought I'd throw them in today too to kind of round off our Boston, our haunted Boston episode. Because I mean, Boston is full of serial killers. It's full of, of haunted graveyards. It's full of areas that were like the Boston Massacre. Uh, so you can go to those areas. And like Salem, Boston has like a little... Um, almost like a guided trail that you can follow that's along the sidewalks where it's painted, where you can just follow this little trail from place to place along Boston, and you can go to these sites and see that they're actually very close to each other. So thinking about Boston being haunted all over is not that um, it's not that far from reality because a lot of these spots, they're all very close to each other. So you kind of get this whole overall feeling that Boston is just this hub for like spooky um, spooky spiritual activity, which is why uh, if you go to Boston, you got to go do the Ghosts and Graveyards tour. You got to go explore all of these creepy graveyards and take pictures for yourself. And that way you can post them if you see anything cool. <laughs> we all need to get on the ground. We got to do our research, okay? <laughs> and then you got to go stay at the Omni Parker House Hotel and then the Liberty Hotel. Um, but yeah, there's so many cool things in Boston. I had such a good time in Boston. It was really fun to just just see the history, to to throw my tea overboard on the the little ships there at the Boston Tea Party Museum, and to really just kind of dive into the haunted history of Boston. I honestly feel like I could do another trip to Boston and probably dive into so many more other things because there just is so much history with Boston and there's so many spooky things that happen there that like me talking about these things today is just like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to Boston, which I think is really, really, um, really cool to do another episode on it. But it's just, it's such a cool city. And I hope that if you're listening, it inspires you to go to Boston and do your own little haunted tour uh, and, and really dive into the history of this little haunted seaside town. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I would go back in a heartbeat and I want to go back to Salem. I want to I go eat all the seafood. Um, 
And I just want to go explore all these creepy graveyards and hopefully not fall in a grave because <laughs> that would be, listen, I would be terrified if that happened because I just imagine like where you fall in and there's like bones all over. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. But it does add some pretty cool uh, history to some of these creepy graveyards and maybe there's more than meets the eye, which is really cool too though. But yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed my little intro to Haunted Boston. Uh, there's there's so much here when it comes to Boston. Uh, like I said, I could definitely do another another episode on it, and I would gladly go back to Boston. So now, what else to watch for in November? It is already November, which is like blowing my mind. I I feel like this year has already flown by. I can't believe it's already almost 2024, which is so nuts. But I've been trying to watch like all of these movies that have come out recently with all the Halloween movies, the Hell House movie, the VHS. Uh, there's VHS 85 was also, I loved it. And then Hell House, the origins I loved. When Evil Lurks was probably one of my favorite movies that I've watched so far this year. Now I'll make sure that at the end of the year, I do like my top horror movies of 2023. But those are some of my recent ones that I absolutely loved. Um, Really enjoyed watching those. Uh, very spooky. Very spooky. I also am excited, though, for future guests coming on. Uh, the next uh, episode with a guest will be the Elite Online Mag. We're going to be talking all about Scottish and English ghosts, which I am so excited about to just go and just go all over it. I need to do an episode completely for the Sawney Bean clan because that is probably one of my favorite of all the creepy stories of the world of all time. <laughs> but... We're going to dive into some Scottish and English ghosts, and I'm really excited about that. So that'll be coming out around um, Thanksgiving time here in the U.S. Now, I also am going to have the amazing Blake Northcott on in December, and I'm very excited to have her on. And definitely going to be bringing in uh, the new year. I'll be having some of my... Um, my friends from a Gettysburg haunting on to talk all about uh, how fun it was doing that. And then maybe the inspiration for that. It'll be a good time. I can't wait. Basically, I just, I want to have everybody on to talk. <laughs> everybody, we're talking in 2024, we're talking spooky hauntings and urban legends and cryptids. And I can't wait. So <laughs> that's the plan for 2024. But in the meantime, go have fun. Enjoy reading about hauntings. I hope this episode has inspired you to go visit Boston and do your own little haunted tour and then send me all the good um, recommendations for places to eat and places you visited or if you had anything spooky happen. I want to hear it all. <laughs> But yes, so thanks so much, everyone. Uh, don't forget to go to campcryptidpod.com if you want to check out any of the past episodes. All of the socials are on there. Uh, I have been trying to do more uh, supplemental YouTube videos on my behind-the-scenes recording. I'm so used to just recording that I always forget to look at the camera, so I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> but hey, I just I get to talking, and then once I get going, it's like you can't stop me. I'm so sorry. I apologize to everybody now. <laughs> But yeah, so make sure if you want to check out all of the episodes, just head over to the website. Also, um, if you have any spooky stories that you'd like to share for a future episode of Campfire Tales, uh, make sure to go do that at the website too, because uh, I can't wait to read all the spooky encounters that you all have. Other than that, I hope you all are having the best Wednesday so far, or if it's not Wednesday, I hope your day is awesome so far, <laughs> whatever day it may be. Uh, and until next time, I hope you have the best day and take care.